0: This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Dulaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Dulaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at Doulibandinsurance.com slash Tesla. Well, it's time again for the Model 3 Owners Club podcast. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am joined by Ian Pavelko and Mr. Eric Camacho. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining the show. How are you guys uh, this week? Good. We are doing very well. Bonsoir tout le monde. Good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, one of the other guests, as usual, is uh, Michael Bodner. He could not join us tonight because apparently it's his, like his birthday or something, so he took the night off. Imagine so- that. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, happy birthday and... Uh, We'll see you next week because we got lots of interesting to things, uh, things to talk about um, in Michael's presence, of course. So we'll we'll, we'll allow him a night off. Um, Fair enough. So. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, tonight, the first thing we want to do is uh, start with a little bit of follow-up from last uh, last week's episode, because uh, at the end, we were trying to sign off because we wanted to watch the uh, Jay Lono segment on the, uh, on the new Roadster. And, of course, some of you had an opportunity to watch that, but unfortunately, it was a complete and utter letdown. They've been building this thing up for, like, a week, and the uh, segment was, like, maybe five minutes long. And then the Roadster was in, like, for, like, 30 seconds, so... It's pretty sad and we were all kind of hoping to see some, you know, some some new nuggets or information and stuff. Because I was kind of thinking, like you know, the last time that uh, Franz was on his show was uh, when they had the Model S, of course. And they took that out for a ride and they were talking about it, the whole thing. This was mostly a Model 3 segment with a, just a little bit of Roadster thrown in. Did you guys have a chance to, to, to see this, this segment? Sure did. What'd you think? I thought it was, you know, you
1: described it pretty well. I didn't think the segment really gave the Roadster its just due. I mean, I think it was good for people who probably hadn't seen the Roadster before to have a chance to really see it on camera for the first time. Uh, and it was great to see the two gentlemen in the car together uh, experiencing it for uh, kind of an 0-60 start. But I think, it, you know, you, you said it best. It's it's It was mostly Model 3 and it just kind of tapped into the roadster. And, you know, there might be various reasons for that, but I thought it would have been great to uh, to see more about the car and really just what their plans are to revolutionize this vehicle moving forward.
2: I'll, I'll go a little more upbeat on it. I um, I tend to look at it more as a mass market piece, and I didn't really expect too much. I mean, I knew there was a little hype around it, but uh, I love watching Jay's show. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. I find he has an interesting perspective on stuff, and I, I always loved it for like an old-school hot rod guy. Uh, he has, he definitely has a warm spot in his heart for EVs. He gets it. He knows where this is going, and he takes very much the same approach I do. It's like, look, as car guys, we have to embrace the EV so that we can get this climate change thing handled before they start banning all our old cool muscle cars that we want to keep in the collection, you know, and still drive around. So he's he kind of says that message repeatedly. If you catch Model S, it was the same thing. He's like, you know, let's save the gas for the for the cool cars on the weekend, you know. I like that message. It it sort of resonates with me, being a guy that's you know going way back in the community so that you know he kind of comes at it from that angle and i think he's going to expose model three and roadster to a whole new crowd who maybe you know are not watching things as rabidly as we are like we tend to walk we look at it from the lens of the geeks who are like on this stuff 24 7 but a lot of people who watch his show wouldn't have a clue about this and uh, i thought he you know for a five six minute segment i thought it was a good way to introduce a lot of people to to both cars that might not fully be aware of the real story behind them yeah.
0: Well, I was hoping that uh we'd get a little bit more information out of it because, you know, let's face it, it was a it was an opportunity for um, you know, to Tesla maybe to talk a little bit more about another car that was coming. But um well, maybe it'll lead up to something else in the future. We'll 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 see what transpires with that. Um, yeah, so I think we'll let that one go and if we find out any more information, of course, you know, I mean there was something else that was uh that came out. There's an auto show or something coming out um or going up and Tesla said that um you know, they sent out some private invites, and uh, they're going to show something else. And of course, a lot of people are like, oh, Model Y, Model Y. And I like, calm down, calm down. Right. And Tesla does not show, um, you know, new cars um, other than on their own turf and in, in Hawthorne on their own time scale. So this is largely going to be the Roadster. So if you see that little, just just chill a little bit. So um, moving on. Uh, speaking of Tesla and the Model Three, of course, um, uh, Tesla uh, is to be displaying the Model Three in Hong Kong for the first time um let's see here there was an invite that was sent out i'm going to try and read it here we are delighted to invite you to a tesla special private event at the tesla showroom at the pulse or tml um as our vip guest vip guest you'll have the exclusive opportunity to preview tesla's latest products blah 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 blah. anyhow to make a long story short here um the model 3 continues essentially what is essentially kind of like a a bit of a mini world tour right now you know they they took it to england they had it on display there for a little while uh, great crowds, of course. Then, of course, Australia, and now they seem to be moving on from Australia. And then uh, we don't know if it's the same car or they're just taking another car. Again, I want to make sure that everybody understands this is still a left-hand drive car. They're not making the right-hand drive yet. So, but at least you get to see it in person. It's been a huge hit in Australia, so I'm glad to see that it's coming to the Asia market, um, at least on a on a little display. Um, yeah, so it bodes well. I think if Tesla keeps going on their on their uh, on their projections, uh, we may sh- uh, we'll definitely see the car. Uh, going in production and uh, being delivered to those markets sometime early in in the new year, so that's always good to see that. Um, look, we we got some really cool stuff I want to get to, so I just want to plow through some of these um, <laughs> uh, little articles that we have here because there's just so much to talk about. Um, so, according to a TeslaRati article, uh, Tesla Model Three production can hit 75 uh, to 70,000 cars in Q3 uh, of this year, according to an analyst. And basically, they had an opportunity to tour the, uh, the factory. And the uh, progress with the Model 3 uh, was a focus of Nomura in, in Instanet analyst uh, Romance Shaw during a recent segment on Bloomberg Markets. Uh, while uh, speaking to the segment's host, the analyst noted that his firm is optimistic about Model 3 production numbers of this quarter. So uh, I think Model 3 is going to be having a, a fantastic third quarter, and especially a fourth quarter. Um, I'll throw something in there, too, into the mix because I just found out that Tesla has rented the International Centre here, again in Toronto, for third-quarter deliveries. So I'm expecting a huge wave of more Model 3 deliveries. SNX, of course, too, but a lot of Model 3 deliveries. Um, I'm hoping to see all-wheel drive and some performance cars there, too. Q3 is a big number for them, so they're doing another big push. So what do you guys think about this?
1: Well, it's interesting because I'm looking at the Bloomberg Tracker that we highlighted in in some of our recent shows. And at the end of Q2, Bloomberg estimated that there were about just around 40,000, uh, Model 3s were produced, and since then, they're now estimating, as of today, around 80,000. So, you're almost doubling your production just in this quarter, so between July and now August. So, if they're continuing on that trend, it's conceivable they can hit the 60,000-plus mark in the quarter, as long as they keep having an S-curve exponential growth. Then, yeah, it's conceivable that they could actually hit that sixty five, maybe 70,000 vehicles uh, by the end of September. Mm -hmm. Ian, any thoughts
2: on that? Send cars to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite <laughs> My only the f- comment on the matter.
0: Yeah, well, despite the fact that we don't have uh, rebates anymore, but that's something for discussion a little bit later here as we get on with the show. You know not
2: Yeah, I will. I will interject just for a second there uh, on Canadian deliveries. We have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for anybody waiting for duels and uh, and performance up here. They're starting to get delivery dates. I've uh, chatted with a few people in the forum, and then uh, Jay Pass, our friend, uh, just announced this J-Pass. morning. That he's got um, his uh, his delivery date is set. I think for end of September on yeah. a performance
0: car. Yeah, he still oh. doesn't. Yeah, he still doesn't have a VIN yet, but uh, he's very excited. So I was just talking to him this past weekend, and he was lamenting the fact that he still hadn't heard anything. And I told him, if I remember correctly, I told him just just wait, <laughs> because yep. uh, once you get a VIN number assigned or delivery assistant um assigned to it, you're going to start seeing a flurry of activity. Tesla's modus is basically stay quiet until you have something to say. So, yeah. But I told him just, just get your ducks in a row here because when things happen, they will happen quite fast. So, yeah, he's he's really excited. I mean, he's ordered the car like fully loaded. Red, white interior, performance like So, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> when we see the car. All right. Um Going back to a little bit of entertainment, because we were talking about Jay Leno's uh, car program at the, at, the, at the top of the, uh, the show, uh, Top Gear, uh, the uh, show out of England, of course, um, just did a uh, review. Well, you can't call it a review because their show is about entertainment, right? It's not a review show. Uh, Whether you love them or hate them, they actually love the Performance Model 3. They say it's combat ready. Now, I'm not going to read the whole little article and stuff, but I just want to pull out some of the pros and cons that they kind of listed and stuff. So in the pros column, they said all cars should be designed with this minimalistic interior. I guess they really liked it. So that's good. -hmm. Uh, The touchscreen is easy to use and well laid out. Connectivity is instantaneous. Despite well publicized negative press, the car is really well built. Overall quality is good. Awesome acceleration and instant torque, good center of gravity, body control is very fine, superior steering, com- uh, steering comp- uh, feel compared to many electric cars, satisfying overall. In the cons column, because you can't have the pluses without the negatives, in the cons, they said they dislike the pop-out door handles. Yeah. Uh, the seats lack support. Um, it ain't cheap, in quotes. In conclusion, to- uh, Top Gear writes, are you converted? Question mark. Pretty much. The Model 3 performance is a blast. Whether you're a Tesla, uh, Tesla and Elon fanboy or girl, this thing makes seri- uh, major cause for itself on its own merits. Sure, there are significant infrastructural uh, excuse me issues in the UK and uh, we could do with more superchargers. There are uh, just over 8500 in uh, 1100 locations worldwide, which is incorrect. It's over 10,000 now. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the uh, SNX, you also have to pay as you go. Uh, as far as charging is uh, concerned, it's not part of the package. Uh, install a domestic wall box and you can juice up at a rate of 16 and a half kilowatt hour it could equivalent to 51 miles per hour here's the thing though while we waited to collect the car we watched a big screen live relay uh, relay live updates on global stats tesla has enabled 4, uh, 1.474 billion miles and saved 67 million gallons of gasoline, amongst other things. During the next 12 months and beyond, the big automotive OEMs will be unleashing their pure EV rivals. The Model 3 is combat ready. Mm-hmm. So all in all, um, I think it's a pretty glowing review, so to speak, in quotes from what really amounts to an entertainment show. But it's nice to see that these guys have finally come around a little bit. I mean, you know, For those of you who haven't been following Tesla all that long, um, they surely uh, did a hatchet job on the original Roadster way back in the day. Um, there was a big lawsuit, of course, between you know uh, Tesla and these guys, and of course they ultimately lost. But at the end of the day, it is an entertainment show. But um, still, uh, the Model Three reviews just keep pouring in. It just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, well, oh, oh, I, I, I was <laughs> gonna. I, I will add one thing. Sure,
1: so. Go ahead. There are a lot of folks who look at the vehicle and say that there's always something that maybe is not as appealing to them as they'd like to. But I mean, just like we talked about in the past with the car, it's never going to be the perfect car. I'm sure with most owners, if you ask them, what's one thing about your car you wish it had that it didn't? And You know, you're going to get mentions of, well, I wish it was this. I wish it was that. And it certainly wouldn't deter them from uh, getting their same car again. It may even just said, well, then it only would to reinforce. I made the right decision. The Model 3 is not that different. There are certainly a ton of benefits for driving Tesla. We've covered them time and again on this podcast. But I will certainly say that, yes, there are things even I, as a Model 3 owner, will say, you know what, if if this had one little correction here, or if this was one little feature they added, it, it certainly would make the car uh, more legible for me. But I already love the car as it is. So, you know, some of the, I mean, when you read off the pros versus cons, the cons was a very short list by comparison. Yeah. And even then, you really couldn't nitpick too much of that. I mean, yes, the handles are different, but all three cars that are being produced now all have different handles and different ways of getting in the car. So, it, you know, it's more of those things like it, if it had a different handle, would they have actually had it on there? No. Um, were they just mommy not liking just how it operated? Probably. But it certainly wouldn't tell them, like, listen, don't get this car because your handle is kind of terrible. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I would say that it, just like you said, it, it's a glowing review. And considering um, that they are an entertainment show, for them to have such a review on that car, I think is a, a boost to Tesla and to the engineers who built the thing.
0: Yeah. I'm actually glad um, in these points. Now, of course, I haven't watched the whole show, but I'm glad in these points they didn't mention the fact that, oh, it only has a center uh, touchscreen because, of course, you know, Throughout the last couple of years, um, you know, that whole argument has been dying down because just with anything new, you get used to it. It's just like the iPhone when it came out. It had no buttons. Everybody was flipping out. Well, you got to give it a chance, right? You can't buy a phone now that doesn't look like an iPhone. And, you know, the Model 3 is largely going to be the same way. We're we're starting to see more and more um, uh, vehicles now getting larger and larger screens. Um, What's the latest one that just came out? uh, uh, Mercedes just leaked a a picture. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't leak, but put out a... A teaser image of course of the new eqc that's coming out uh big screens are in man they're going like full screen so the you know the war of uh, large screens is, is largely going to be on the battlefield of, uh, of evs so i'm glad that they didn't make a big deal about the center screen anymore it just shows that people are used to it the other part too and i just want to mention this because you 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 had mentioned the the thing about uh the door handles you know tesla is not afraid to innovate in the door handle department they've done no less than three different designs um, I'm talking about SX and 3, of course. And if, mm-hmm. and if you look at the new Roadster, it's no different. You can't see any door handles on the on the Roadster. They're hidden. Yeah. So they're certainly not afraid to uh, to innovate on that front. So if you don't like the door handles, I'm sure Tesla will try something else, and maybe they'll you'll get something. The thing is with the industry, I mean, and I encourage most people, if they go out and look at cars today, 99.9% of cars other than Teslas all have the same door handle designs, that same pole handle design. It's like somebody mm-hmm. designed this, door handle, All everybody copied each other and just went, that's it. We're not touching door handles anymore because we don't feel that it's worth spending any time on that. And, you know, Tesla comes along and says, no, actually, we, we can do something a little better. Uh, you know, they tried the Model S thing and it works great. You know, they've been problematic, of course. Um, Model X is, is, is a button and it's not perfect because now you have more complexity because you have auto opening doors. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to a show, people approach the car and they don't know how to open the doors and they're always picking at the... That drives me crazy. They're always... They're picking at it, right? They're trying to pull it out. And I always have yeah. to come and almost smack them on the hands. Don't touch the door. Let me show you how to do it before you wreck my car. <laughs> anyway, so it's not perfect either. The Model 3 is just a mechanical version of a flush door handle. And, you know, they attempted to do something that was a little different. You get used to it. Again, it's not perfect. So, And, and if I may, two follow-ups on that. One is
1: think about Apple as a brand. When they first took away the floppy drive, people were like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Oh yeah. And it found if it, they found a way to make it work. And then of course the, with the iPhone, they took away the headphone port. Wait a minute, what are you doing? This is crazy. And they found a way to make it work. So innovation sometimes happens when a company takes such an aggressive step to do something that they feel like, just give it a second, it's probably going to work out for you just got to get used to it and i also think with the model three we're seeing with that center design that minimalistic design we've seen the renderings that might happen with s and x come quarter three of 2019 if they use any amount of elements of the model 3 design in the refresh for s and x with that dash next year right then then we already know like that's trending in that direction so whether you like it or not, these things are sort of happening. But as more and more manufacturers, these OEMs, as Top Gear called them, are producing these fully electric vehicles, you're going to see more and more of those simple touchscreen computer technologies. And they're just going to be ever-present because, Lord knows, we use our tablets and phones every day. And they're
0: taptic. We want to have the same technology in your car. Yeah, The one of the thing that upsets me, well maybe not upsets me, but it bothers me a lot when I talk to the general public is... When they see something different, um, you know, you got a Tesla and you're showing things and, and they say, why did they do that? I mean, and, and I think most people got it in their minds that decisions are made sort of haphazardly and uh, i'm telling you tesla does not do anything haphazardly when it comes to design they spend a lot of time on these things Uh, just because you see the final result doesn't mean that there's been you know hours and hours and months and and days and and whatever number metric you want to throw at it of deliberation as should we do this how can we do it how can we do it better that is essentially the bastion of a good design company is learning when to say no and learning when to say yes And, um, I see Tesla in a lot of ways as very similar to Apple's design ethic in the sense that, yeah, you can throw every feature you want at the car, but we've decided to cut back and only do the things that we feel that are important. That's just my take on it. Of course, um, you know, Franz and Elon are not going to come out and tell me otherwise, but that's just my kind of feeling of watching them after all these years. So,
2: okay, moving along, uh, hang on. I'm going to stop you right there, buddy. Okay. We always want to hear from Ian. Yes. Well, it's just because that was a really late-breaking news thing. We just started talking about it before the show, but that was not the uh, Top Gear piece was not the only new test that came out on Model 3 Performance uh, today. Um, Early this afternoon, uh, CNET.com, the tech website on their roadshow where they review cars, uh, broke a really interesting story where they reviewed the car, Mm -hmm. and um, there was a lot of really interesting information that came out of that. Some of it good, some of it bad. Let's start with the good. Um, Antoine Goodwin, the fellow that wrote the piece, uh, gave us some good insight. I would say after Road & Track's test um, at the uh, Performance Model 3, this is probably one of the ones that gave us the most insight into how things work. Um, he talks a little bit about how the cooling system works. Like We've had a lot of questions, and there was some debate last week in the comments here on um, after the podcast. Like, well, should you really be allowed to mess with the car's settings and the cooling and all that? And He talks a little bit more in depth. He must have got some more... Um, some more buzzing with the engineers on how this is all working. He says, finally, track mode kicks the Model 3 active powertrain cooling into overdrive, allowing the driver to make the most efficient use of the battery packs, charge, and electric motors. Track mode can even pre-cool the systems if activated before a session and continue chilling after to maximize r- maximize range for the drive home. Now, that I find fascinating because that's a different way to optimize the car's performance. Like We know that after about three, four laps on the track with road and track, it started to reach peak temperature. And it only would back off about a second or two a lap, so it was pretty good. I mean, it would, would clock down to about one or two seconds off a lap, and it would hold that. It wouldn't start to go into limp mode like a Model S would. But you can even probably get it to last longer if you activate this um, pre-cool system before you go out. So it sounds like there's all sorts of stuff going on. They've really thought this out. and uh, I'll throw they've a couple
0: added- of screenshots here that I grabbed from it. Yeah. For those of you watching on the YouTube uh, feed of this um, here's a picture of the, uh, the actual track mode. Now, of course, we don't see any other uh, extra settings, of course, so there's a button for the track mode, and of course, when you press it, you get this little extra screen here, selecting track mode to enable Tesla's performance already into uh, you know, powertrain settings configured for track driving, blah, 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 blah. So eventually, once the software update comes out, because they do make a point that uh, it's not enabled on all the cars yet, still in testing, but it will go out through a, or a, a performance update or a software update eventually, so. <laughs>
2: Well, now, speaking of pushing it there to you. all the cars, there you go. Here we come to the bad news. According to Antoine at CNET, and this looks like it was pretty definitively discussed. The way he writes about it, authoritatively, and I'm, I'm going to give him the credit on this one, or, or the benefit of the doubt, I should say. It looks like that the track mode is only going to be pushed to the cars with performance upgrade option so not only do you have to have the performance car you need to have the performance upgrade option of course which comes with the lowered suspension the bigger brakes the 20 inch tires blah 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 which i have not ordered so what are you going to do about that uh what else what do you think i'm going to (laughs) do going to
0: postpone retirement a little longer
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna explain this to the CFO upstairs. She's gonna think I've completely lost my mind. Uh, here's the thing: I, I've got a plan, and um, you know, sometimes fate just has a funny way of working out. Literally hours after reading this and feeling completely depressed, that I hadn't ordered the the um, performance upgrade, and not even sure that it would go into the budget at this point, which is so badly broken. But um it occurred to me well what if i was to sell off the 20 inch wheels and tires that come with it because i'm not keeping those things they weigh 27 30 pounds i mean and being Mm -hmm. a wheel geek like there's no way i want to i want to put the lightest weight wheels possible on it so i had no intention of keeping them if i ever got them so i thought maybe there's a way to make this work financially and lo and behold uh, someone was just mentioning today on the M- Canadian Model 3 uh, owners group on, on Facebook. Facebook yeah, I saw that. Exactly, that they were looking to buy the 20 inch um, wheel setup, and uh, Tesla Canada still doesn't list it on the Canadian site. You can buy them as an accessory uh, option in the US. It's uh, 4000 I think, US for the complete kit, the wheels and tires. But there's no possibility of doing that in mm-hmm. Canada as of yet. So, you know, he was asking you, Trev, I think actually, can you throw a word out to either? Elon, can we get this happening so we can get access to the 20-inch wheels as an accessory? So I immediately reached to him, and it's like, hey, we both have a problem. Maybe we have a solution. Here. Yeah, exactly. Well, that will, hopefully so, that works out for you. That would be pretty. Yes, cool. I hope so. And if you know, if not him or whatever else, maybe somebody else. If anybody else is interested in the factory 20-inch performance wheels and tires, you may have a supplier in Canada.
0: <laughs> so uh, to be discussed. Excellent well i'm glad it worked out for you i mean maybe it'll work out i mean if you need that track mode um i I mean you know we're still waiting for confirmation on this it's unfortunate um that we don't get confirmation uh, straight from tesla on these issues i i think they they need to be a little bit more open when it comes to this thing yes so uh you know so if tesla is is watching uh, maybe we can we can work something out we need to get some um a, a final answer on this somehow Uh, It's unfortunate that a review uh, YouTube channel or or otherwise social media has to break this kind of information. This really should, this really belongs in the communications department of Tesla. 100% agree. Yeah. FineLab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coding? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from an certified installer in your area. Finelab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. A little bit of information came out this week. Uh, Elon did a little bit of a tweet and confirmed to someone because they were asking about this... This, um, I think, what was it last week we were talking about um, Netflix uh, streaming and... and and possibly of YouTube on the car. And the Atari games? Yeah, well, the Atari games are coming in version 9. This particular little bit, of tidbit, is supposedly for version 10. And uh, car karaoke, apparently. Now, my wife loves that channel that's on YouTube. We were just watching the uh, the Paul McCartney uh, episode there the other night. It's quite a hoot. So apparently, uh, we're going to be able to do some kind of car karaoke, or karaoke, as, as, uh, as Ryan called it on his show. So we'll, we'll go with that term, because that works for me, too. So, um, yeah, again, this is version 10, so uh, it'll be at least another year before we see something like that. But it just goes to show that looks like there's some, you know, a little extra uh, CPU horsepower in the car. Maybe we can do something fun. So, uh, again, I think this is going to be a supercharging thing. You know, you have to be stationary. We'll see what transpires. Um, you know, other people were commenting, too, there's a possibility this may fall into some of their self, self-driving plans, too. So once the cars become a little bit more autonomous. Uh, you know, you can free up some real estate and maybe do some other other stuff on there. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Just goes to show that they're they're always thinking about different ways of of doing entertainment and changes on the car and make a, you know a pretty good value proposition. I just want the video games. I mean, I can do it with the karaoke. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Looking yes, forward give to be the Atari games. games.
0: Now, I mean, I, I did say before I know somebody or well, the first rule of the early access program. We don't talk about the early access program. <laughs> um, but i do know somebody who's supposedly in the early access program and i did reach out and uh, he said that he had not received the software yet so no comment so if we get any information on that we'll uh, we'll try and find out but uh, you know chances are we're probably just going to find out just like everybody else when you press the software up- or when you get the software update and then just magically just appears again this is supposed to be for wide release sometime next month we're still technically august so we'll see uh, the other little tidbit that just came out uh, courtesy of Electric here is uh, there's a software update coming right now and it's being deployed that will improve the security on uh, on all Teslas. Um, apparently they're upgrading some of the security keys specifically to the key fobs themselves. Um, it should note that the Model X already has uh, strong encri- encryption in the key fob so I don't know if it's going to affect the Model X. This is more for Model S's. Um, Model. 3, uh, there's another feature that's coming too, it's called Pin to Drive. You'll be able to have to put some kind of pin in, much like you do with valet mode. Um, in order to put an extra layer of security. So just getting in the car and being present having your key fob or your key card with you uh, for some people is not sufficient. So you'll have the option to be able to turn this in, uh, turn it on and assign yourself a pin so that you have to type in this pin code in order to put the car into drive. So I think that's welcome. I really like that idea. I think it also ties in with the fact that, uh, you know, there's been some information that was um, um, uh, put out there that there is a key fob Um, in the works through the FCC and I'm pretty sure it's going to go for Model 3 of course so uh, chances are that that key fob most likely has that strong encryption on there, too. So looking forward to that. It just goes to show that, you know, Tesla's um, trying to improve the security on the cars. Eric, you wanted to talk about this because you were mentioning about, you know, the man in the middle attacks, right?
1: <laughs> well, there's that. I mean, you know, th- there's the conversation that we had recently about um, overseas. This is, it was really predominantly with the Teslas that are overseas in Europe, where there were a lot of cars being stolen because uh, as Tes- as Trevor excuse me, just mentioned, uh, if you're sort of within proximity. Proximity of the key fob, you can sort of copy the signal. Yeah, and these you relayer,
0: had... the relayer boxes are.
1: Correct. And you, and you can use those to sort of gain access to the owner's vehicle after they've walked away, essentially mirroring the key. Now, um, this has not been a major problem here in the US. Uh, it also has not been a problem with Model 3s, A, because Model 3s are still pretty much in North America, but also B, because the Model 3s don't use a key fob. They're actually using the key card or the beautiful technology that comes from mm-hmm. mobile devices. So um, as Tesla's moving forward, the goal is, of course, to continue improving security. I, even there, recently, there was a story about um, they're working on improving the code and the way things change and everything else. So, again, they're they're
0: trying to take what they're already believed to be some of the most secure cars on planet Earth. They're really, can- really tough to steal. Apparently, and there's only been 115 Model S's in the U.S. that have been stolen to date. Mm-hmm. And all but three of them have been recovered, largely because right. of the uh, the GPS function that's in the car. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so so that's that's all part of that security and I think with um as they're going to continue rolling out these vehicles there's going to be more cars in the road. They just want to ensure all their owners that they're putting uh, the safest measures in the vehicle to at least mitigate the chance of uh you know the cars ever being stolen for any length of time.
0: Yeah, I you know, I'm in the IT business, security is a big deal. Most people basically don't have good passwords. I see it day in and day out. Um, you know, social engineering is a, always a problem. Um, I was just on a radio interview with someone today, and they were asking about, you know, how they felt about privacy in the cars. And do you feel that, you know, the privacy issue is is, is an issue? And I said, well, unless you unless you really understand what's going on, there there's pros and cons to you know privacy. I mean, we live in a modern world where. Um, you know, privacy is almost, I mean, other than living in your own home, it's really difficult to get any kind of privacy these days. Um, but there are things that companies can do. Companies like um, like Apple are, are actively working to make sure that there are no backdoors in their products and they're not storing your, your personal information. Uh, in the case of Tesla, of course, you've got, you know, the fleet system that is sending a certain amount of data, but it's largely an, an, an an, an, an anonymized. An, boy, am I ever tugged tight. <laughs> anonymous. Anonymized. Thank you. Anonymized? Yes. Um so, and, and of course, you're not obligated. You can just turn off remote access, of course, no data travels. But then again, you lose all kinds of functions, especially on the Model 3. That's just generally not something you want to do. But anyways, uh, to make a long story short, um, security is a big deal. Tesla's spending a lot of time making sure that um, you know the cars are secure. And, um, you know, going forward, as more and more cars become more and more computerized, this is something that the uh, the other manufacturers are going to have to pay a lot of attention to. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Chrysler had um, a pretty big break-in in their cars because they had very poor security. Now, it's not the, it's not to say that the Model S or the X, or even the 3 for that for that matter, are, are completely safe. I mean, you can route these cars, but you need physical access to the cars. And you mm-hmm. need to be really—I only know of a couple of people— um, that I've met out on the forums, that have actually rooted their cars. Um, so, you know, for day to day, for the average person, it's just generally something you don't have to worry about all that uh, all that much. But I'm glad to see that Tesla is actually taking an active stance on this and moving forward. So, all right, we got another really neat piece here. Um, a according to Tesla Roddy and I'll put a link in the uh, video d- description and the uh, the uh, the podcast notes. Uh, a mysterious Tesla Model Three decimates the competition in multiple street. Drag races. Um, I get somebody showed up with. Um, now, the article makes mention they were not too sure if it's a performance model three. We know it's a performance model three because it has. How do
1: you not know? I mean,
0: you have to be living under a rock. Here, I'll put the video up for those of you watching on YouTube. I'll put the video up and you can watch this car. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah, let me make and start, start the video over again here. Forget it from the start here. Just give me a second here.
1: Folks, if you don't know what a performance model three looks like, just listen to the show. please
2: (laughs) yes you need more model 3 owners club podcast i mean how how
0: can you not know the thing has red calipers 20 inch wheels and a white interior i mean how how more obvious do you have to be now now i
1: will i will grant the uh the viewer that this video was taken at night and depending upon
0: their vantage point maybe they couldn't see it very well but come on dude really Really? No, no, it's a performance Model 3. Anyway, I just want to read a little bit from the articles because it's kind of interesting here. So the Tesla Model 3 recently made an appearance at a drag strip meet at the uh, SDCCU Stadium in San Diego, California, where it attracted a lot of attention due to its performance in multiple uh, eighth-mile drag races. The Model 3, which is suspected to be a performance model... Uh... Uh, made a splash at the event, beating several souped-up vehicles in the process. The Model 3 competed against several gas-powered vehicles in the recently shared video, including a heavily modified car that would not look out of place at a Fast and Furious film. In one of the runs, the announcer of the drag strip noted that the that the Model 3 crossed the eighth mile mark at 94 miles per hour, allowing it to leave its competitors completely behind. Following rounds with other competing vehicles, ending the same way with the Model 3 easily winning i love this stuff we're gonna see more and more of these what's the these performance model 3 showing up i mean here in ontario i mean everybody's going to go to shannon uh shannonville to the track they're going to take it down to cayuga Uh, this thing's going to be mental
2: (laughs) yes yes it will
1: having having driven it now that michael's driven it believe me when we tell you you're going to want to get yourself on this car even if you can't own it if you just want to see it get in if you know someone who has it if you if it's like christmas we're like you're trying to barter for something, trade gifts for a ride in the car, just something. You, ne- you all need to get in one of these
0: cars. Guaranteed Tesla smiles all to be
1: had. Oh, my God. If, you know what? If your first experience in an electric car of any kind is a Model 3 performance car, count your blessings.
0: <laughs> well, the problem is, though,
2: too, is it's also going to ruin you for other cars. I mean, hey, I, you, hey you know what? Back, by back up the bus here, Eric. Are you saying I can extort gifts out of people for rides in the car when I get it? I mean, you know what? I'm it, just going to give them away for free. What I don't, I I don't
1: right? know how you guys do things north of the border. I don't know. I'm not here to judge or question anything. That's totally fine. You can do that if you is, want. It, is
0: racing for pink slips still a thing or not really?
1: I don't know. I, this ooh. is it's 2018. We can always bring stuff back. <laughs> Bell Bottom's made a comeback. I'm sure we can. We'll be fine.
0: Ooh, right. ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my first ride. I mean, I don't know who's going to get it first. Is Ian going to get it first, or is Jay going to get it first? I think
2: it's going to be Jay from the sound of it. I, I haven't guess. heard a peep out of anybody. Oh, that's too uh, of course, unless now I go for the upgrade, and magically they give me a delivery date. We'll see what happens. Well,
0: I think with Tesla, the more you spend, the faster you get up to the queue.
2: <laughs> that clearly seems to be the case at the moment, yes.
1: Unless, unless the stores in Canada... Get a Model Three performance car for test drives,
0: and you get yourself into a test drive car before a customer does. Well, we still haven't seen test drive. Um, yeah, we haven't seen any performance Model Threes uh, here at all. Um, nope. So, <laughs> um, but I think it's also because of the big push. I mean, we got the. You know, I, I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier here that we got the uh, international center has been booked again. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the third quarter by the end of next month, so there's going to be a big push, just like we had. Um, I think was it December of last year when I picked up mine There was a big push so I have a pretty good feeling we're going to see some all-wheel drive and some performance Model 3s being pushed out there to have a stellar Model 3 third quarter well Tesla third quarter in general but especially Mm -hmm. with Model 3 so I'm looking forward to that so I'm hoping to be able to get uh, access to a couple cars anyways on that front to be able to uh, to take a ride because I'm dying I mean if this thing is anything like a P85D or a P90D DL that I drove (laughs) yeah crazy (laughs) (laughs) I, I got to get my wife behind the seats uh, of, uh, or the steering wheel of this car. I mean, I'm not one for for those crazy launches because it, <clears throat> I like my stomach down here. Thank you very much, but uh, but Beverly loves
2: that stuff. So. Oh come on, Trav! C- correct organ placement is highly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, this is uh, this is
0: going south. We need to move on. Um, last little bit, I think we're going to have a little bit shorter show today because, uh, you know, Michael's not here, but I wanted to save one of the biggest pieces for last. And now, if you're listening internationally, this may not matter to you, but for us, it's a pretty big deal. Um, for those of you who may be aware, uh, Tesla took the Ontario government to court over the ending of the uh, electric vehicle incentive rebate program here in Ontario and the uh, Tesla won they won in court and basically yes. what it rule what it what it boils down to is um, the judge looked at the case because Tesla was making a case to say that look we were not consulted um, you put specific wording in there that excluded us and the judge says yes we agree on both parts so essentially um, they deemed the phase out or how it was worded illegal. And they're uh, compelling the government to come up with a new plan. Now, the government either can come up with a new plan or they can appeal. Um, Tesla is asking for damages, I think $125,000. They can also sue again for damages. So, no, Tesla's asking for costs, I'm sorry, uh, which is your legal cost, of course, which is kind of standard practice when you win these type of things. Um, Tesla can also counter-sue again uh, for damages if they see fit. So, in many cases, it kind of sets a precedence, hopefully, that, that Tesla can't be discriminated against. Because they don't operate as a franchise dealer. Now in Ontario, they're registered as a dealer because they have to, but they don't operate as a franchise dealer. So the government was actually putting wording in. They were trying to make it sound like Tesla wasn't a franchise dealer, and um, they couldn't uh, and they excluded them um, completely out of there. Now, I want to make a point here. It does not reinstate the 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 incentives. The incentives are gone. They're done. They're finished. They're not coming back. What were what could essentially happened here best case scenario is people that had ordered a car now just just to reiterate here in, in a nutshell real quickly when the government passed the legislation to cancel the cap-and-trade program and ultimately a week later when they canceled the uh, ehVIP program they said um, people that had ordered a car uh, no later than July 11th had to take delivery of the car by December or September 10th but mm-hmm. the car had to be on a dealer's lot or already pre-ordered except for Tesla that was actually Mentioned by one of the ministers, of course. So what Tesla is basically asking for at this point, well, what could be, what could happen here, best case scenario, is that people had placed an order as of July 11th who were excluded, could potentially still claim the rebate. But it's all in limbo right now. That's essentially what's happening. Uh, we don't know what's going on. So all we know is that they won. They've asked for uh, costs. And, they, and the government has a choice to either uh, come up with a new plan that is legal or they can appeal. So who knows what's going to happen, but unfortunately it doesn't really help the customers at this point because the whole thing is kind of in limbo. We just don't know what's going to happen, but at least it's a win in this case. And um, uh, I'll put a link in the, um, in the video, in the podcast description, of course, where you can read the, uh, the final judgment from the, from the judge so that you can uh, make up your own. I
1: I was going to say, it really is a great read. Um, I'm someone who has a a law background while I'm not obviously someone who's an attorney. I actually went to college to study law and, Reading summaries like this, reading uh, the comments from from court cases like this one is really intriguing for me. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's really broken down, it's great. So it, it starts off with what the court issue was, what the outcome was of the case. Um, why it was an urgency to sort of expedite it, as uh, Trevor just mentioned, some of the important dates. Uh, as for example, yeah, the for subsidy extension expiring coming up in but less than two weeks from today when the show is being recorded, and then all the various facts of the case and what led to it. And the judge sort of starts off his decision by saying, and I'm quoting here, I do not need to go through every last detail in order to make the issues and outcomes understandable. So it's it was very clear... Uh, both in terms of the evidence submitted to the court and everything that was being discussed uh, in these various hearings, the judge is like, listen, we get it. We A lot of this stuff is public. We know the way the program is set up. We totally get it. Um, but it's 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 if you get a chance to read it, I would say just go through it, just to understand so much of what led to these decisions. And look, it's what's really great too, and this is something that I'm sure Trev's mentioned in the past, is that in Canada, neither Tesla nor do the government Um, lawyers ever argue that, look, Ontario had the right to cancel the program whenever they wanted to. And they did. There was no dispute that they could do that. Correct. Uh, It's sort of the same thing with here in the U S we certainly know that people who are looking to get the tax credit, we have no idea, especially now with an election coming up in November, what the, how that program is going to go on moving forward, whether it's with Tesla or any other manufacturer of electric vehicles in the U S so it's understandable that change can still happen. Um, but again, it, it's, it's, it's just an insightful read to kind of understand what the judge's perspective was based on the facts of the case. And um, again, I, I'm going to be kind of my civic mind here. I, it, it's <laughs> riveting to read this stuff, um, but it's especially more interesting as an American reading how the program is affecting people in the uh, province of Ontario and exactly how the people there who were sort of waiting to get their car based on this program are now going, well, now what do I do? Um And we again, we've we've hashed this egg a number of times. But I th- again, just if you want to read it, go read it, get the link, click it. It'll take about 10 minutes to read through it. But it's it's really worth reading.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've had a lot of people that have been left in limbo about the cancellation of the program. You know, there's some people are saying, well, do I hold on to my order pending? We know what's going to be happening. Uh, I know a lot of people have also canceled because they're counting on the rebate. Uh, Let's face it. Model 3 is not a cheap car in Canada. It's at least $10,000 more in the base price compared to what the U.S. is. And it's just the way Tesla does things because they don't spread their losses across multiple cars. It's basically whatever the car is in U.S. dollars plus exchange. That's essentially what we have to pay. So it is what it is. Um, but I know for a lot of people, they're counting on our generous rebates to do that. So now that the whole thing's been canceled, um, you know, what do people do? I mean, uh, pe- you know, some people pulled the trigger thinking they were going to get the rebate, and now this legislation comes down, and then and then they still can't. I mean, if they don't have a delivery date, they still can't claim the rebate. So what do they do? I mean, uh, you know, they can get. I mean, when you put your extra, what is it, thirty-two hundred dollars down? Now you're forty-two hundred dollars in the hole because you know, of course, you, you lose your. Uh, your, um, your deposit at the same time so now i understand tesla has been reaching out to some of these people that are very affected and giving them full refunds so on and so forth but at the end of the day um it's still in limbo right now because the government just did everything kind of half 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 cocked and uh didn't do it right now ian i'm sure you want to uh, maybe throw in a couple of cents here on the uh, on the auto citizen article <laughs> that that was put yes. out on this that was brilliant I'll, I'll put a it, link in the video description. You guys yeah, can read it. It's really I
2: think good. it speaks for itself. I think certainly all Canadians should read it, uh, without question anyone in Ontario, because it speaks, you know, it sort of frames this issue as a larger matter of um, – some of the issues that Ford's government uh, is going to encounter. This is the first one. I mean, they came in with a really aggressive stance on a lot of these issues. And, you know, of course, they're the new government. They were duly elected. They're within their rights to change programs as they see fit. But the fact that they're doing this... Sorry to use the language, but frankly, half-assed uh, is going to catch up with them real quickly. They're going to have to get their ducks in a row, and they're going to have to do things on on the straight and narrow if um, they intend to make any progress. Because this one's going to wind up costing them more in the end because of the way it was done, and uh, it's left a bad taste in a lot of citizens' mouths. I mean. I'll get into it. I, I I could really go off on it. I mean, some of the comments Ford made about Tesla owners and how they're just millionaires and blah 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 well, blah. Well, yeah, actually, I
0: mean, he he actually went out and and on public TV called uh, Tesla owners millionaires, and he's yeah. he he actually said a lot of false stuff, and that stuff is actually coming back to bite him now. So he yeah. he has to be you know he has to be careful. I mean, as a politician, there's a time and a place to be politically correct, and in that case, um, you know, he wasn't um, he wasn't playing with a full deck of cards on that point. Because let's face it, none of us are millionaires. No, yet we're buying Teslas, right? So You're that far from. that argument straight out the window, as far as I'm concerned. So you know that's mm-hmm. that 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 argument doesn't hold water, as far as I'm concerned. So anyhow, yeah, that's the problem. You know, some of this stuff is is not looking so good. I mean, the point of this uh, podcast is not to be political. Uh, in this case, it does infiltrate our lives, and uh, you know we take the opportunity to talk about it when it actually matters. I mean, there's other things that are going on in, in our government right now that are not exactly the best, but uh, we have to pick our battles in this case. So in this case, I'm glad for Tesla. Um, hopefully, we'll get some more uh, color on this uh, situation as the thing uh, progresses. And uh, we find out any more information, we'll certainly let you know on the rest of the podcast. And, so, I, and I want to add one last thing yes, on this do. topic.
1: It's it's really about just Tesla saying, look, we just want to be on a level playing field. You know, we we're Tesla's just doing things that are very different. And they're just saying, look, we just want an equal shot with everybody else. We want to be given the same opportunities that every other manufacturer of cars has in Ontario and here in the U S you know, a lot of folks are, you know, especially we've talked about it before with the bulls and the bears and the market and everything else. It's people who are trying to do everything they can to keep Tesla from succeeding in whatever method they want to do it. They're trying that very thing. And I think it's important that we at least acknowledge that Tesla's just going about it the right way, just staying steady, uh, you know, letting the lawyers do the stuff that they're going to do when there are grievances to be settled. They will certainly, I mean, they're going to fight for that because they want people in the various countries and provinces around the world to know that, look, we want to see you get into an electric vehicle, even if it's not with us. We just want to at least make it so that it's possible for people to start considering the idea. You know, maybe I can get into an electric car. So it's all about the mission. They're all trying to you know, keep that going forward. So again, we try to be apolitical on the show. Uh, it's it's hard not to sometimes, <laughs> but I, but I, but I think you know, to your point, Trevor, this is really just Tesla saying, "Look, Ontario, we know the program is sort of phasing out. We know why it was created in the first place. We're glad to have been a part of it for some period of time. Um, we're sorry that." The government's decided to at least not continue funding the program, and then people who are waiting for a car maybe now can't do it. But again, these various programs, U.S., Canada, and other countries too, were designed to sort of get the mass market electric vehicle uh, process going. And once things sort of went on their way, then those programs would begin phasing out. So it's unfortunate for those who are waiting to get into it now towards the end of that line. But again, we're at least at a better point today than we were Last year, five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, but again, it's
0: it's good to see that Tesla's trying to do what's right by everybody. Yeah. It actually surprised me that um, the government would have done something like this because unlike the U.S., um, Canada doesn't have a franchise law on a province by province basis. It's like here in Canada and, and most other countries, as far as I'm concerned, or I know of, um, they don't have these types of, of protectionist, uh, franchise laws that forces a manufacturer to sell specifically through, uh, franchises. That's why when Tesla set up shop here, they got themselves a dealer license. They're allowed to sell direct. Nobody says anything, mm-hmm. um, in the US of course they have Tesla has battles on a state by state basis in many cases right. um, which is unfortunate but it is what it is. So you have to be careful there's there's a time and a place to apply a good law um, for good and and in the case in the US there you know most of these dealer associations are using an a just law in an unjust way. Mm-hmm. In this case it actually surprised me that our government actually went and did something deliberate like this and and specifically excluded Tesla. And that just smacks of yeah, I don't know. It, it just—it's just wrong, and I'm glad that it finally got corrected. And hopefully, it sets a precedent where they can't repeat the same mistakes again here in this province. And hopefully, it sets a precedence uh, for other provinces should something like this ever rear its ugly head ever again. So well said. Yeah. Anyhow, with that, I will leave it uh, for that for uh, for tonight. We'll call the show a little bit uh, done a little earlier than usual because Michael's not here, and we're going to give him a chance to enjoy his birthday, well deserved. So, as usual, where can people find you, Eric, on the internet? Thanks, Trev. Uh,
1: So again, thanks to all of our sponsors and to uh, our Patreon supporters. Uh, For those of you that want to find me on Twitter, uh, you can find me at the handle ECFIX. That is
0: E-C-F-I-X. Excellent. How about you, Ian? Where can people talk with you on the, the internet?
2: Well, easiest place to find me is uh, either on uh, Twitter. Um, the uh, nickname is Mad Hungarian, but the actual handle is at Ian Pavelko. Trev, I'm sure you'll be kind enough just throw that on the comment there, so everybody gets the spelling right. And you can find me on the Model Three Owners Club forum uh, as the handle Mad Hungarian. And finally, if you're so inclined, uh, you can help support the cause uh, by buying one of my uh, Evolve Wear shirts, which is the famous evolution logo of the caveman slowly turning into the gas car into the Tesla we have that and we have a new design now model three weapon of mass adoption and you can find all of those at uh, teespring.com just look up uh, Matt Hungarian or Evolveware at teespring and uh, you will find them there I'll also just throw in a quick mention I will not be here for next week's show that'll be my uh, turn to drop out because I'm going to be down in San Francisco visiting with some friends and yes I bagged a tour at the factory so hopefully I'll have some very cool stuff to talk about when I get back Uh, you're going to be here at that's it i quit i no. can't do the show anymore <laughs> But it. dude i i saved i saved the best part for last i'm gonna have myself a model three all to myself unlimited mileage free supercharging for a week sweet, sweet. yeah i might actually not be, be staying at fred's house the whole week i think i'm just gonna be out in this car 24 7 like roaming the california landscape nonstop. make
0: sure but well, try and get fred to take you for a flight over the bay area like he did for me last year That was a hell of a lot of fun
2: Yes, yes, that's that's on the docket. I'm uh, I'm um, trying to ply with my dearest to do eight hours there and back to the desert to go see the Gigafactory. I don't know if we'll actually be able to get anywhere mm. near it, but uh, yeah, you'll get to the, the front hell? gate. But that's about it. Hey, picture of me at the front gate with the guards shouting at me. You know? <laughs> Pictures are <laughs> didn't not? happen, right? <laughs> that's right, exactly. I'm Canadian. <laughs> you have it. to let me in. <laughs> We're harmless.
0: Well, with that, uh, we'll end the show tonight. You can find me, my uh, Twitter handles at Model 3 Owners. As usual, you can check out our forum, the worldwide forum, of course, Model3OwnersClub.com. I want to say a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. They're the people that make this happen. And if you like the show, uh, please check out our page. You can find that at Patreon.com forward slash Model 3 Owners Club. Every little bit helps. By the way, the, the podcast goes out... Um, And it's listed on iTunes and Google Play. So if you like the podcast and you want to give us a little feedback, a little thumbs up, please do so. It really helps get the show out there and get people to know all about the podcast. So with that, I'll say goodnight and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next time. Au revoir. Bye.
2: Bonsoir tout le monde.